0: hey listen to commander cookout podcast episode 158 i'm brando i'm here with ryan and we're gonna do our second annual christmas episode now hit our theme song hey ryan we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure merry christmas Oh, Merry Fistmas. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back for our second annual, even though it's our third year, Christmas episode. We're going to talk about a deck that I built that I think people are going to get a kick out of, if nothing else. Maybe want to play it. Who knows? We're going to talk about some other stuff. we got a couple of Christmas gifts to give away. But before we do any of that, we got to thank our official sponsor, face2faceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store.
1: Very much so. I just finished my, along with the help of a, a listener that we'll mention in a quick second, finished my Fallen Empires complete set. Dang. Yeah, through face-to-face. They had the only card that I couldn't find. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Ebon Prater. It's a rare. It was like the only card besides him to Torok
0: that people even know from Fallen Empires. <laughs> 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 Come on, I mean, there was Sa-, sa- not Sapperling. Thalids. Valid. Valid. Yep. Yeah. There was actually some good cards in
1: Fallen Empires, and I picked up a lot of them from face-to-facegames.com, where I have a new article up there. Neat. Ooh. Lord of Tresserhorn Deck Tech. I saw that. Yeah. People people seem to like it. Seem, people seem to always ask the question when we go to events, do you have that deck? Or, hey, I heard about you guys talking about this deck. So I wrote a thing about it. There it is. Go check it out. I think we, we linked to it on the Facebook page. Yes. That's it. Speaking of the Facebook page, let them know where we can be found.
0: You can also find us at CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this list and any other list that we're going to talk about over the course of the show. Like Ryan said, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on YouTube, anywhere better podcasts are found. And if you're in a position to help the channel grow, you can totally come by patreon.com slash Podcast and support us there if you would like. And if you would like a better rundown of all those places, all with links and all that kind of fun stuff, you can check out our official official home on the entire internet, Commander Cookout. Uh, dot com. And somewhere on any of those platforms will be the,
1: uh, of, uh, I'll say the official story of this year's Christmas episode?
0: Yeah, I went through and I wrote a little, a little story, a fairy tale, if you will, to go along with today's deck. So some of the more questionable or strange includes that you're going to find, I needed them because I needed something to signify some element of the story in the deck. So you're going to find a few of those, but I think that they all work together in the end to make a deck that will be fun. Oh,
1: yeah. You know what? I've got... It's got me thinking, like, over the holidays, we've traditionally done... Some fun things, you know. We play Open Flippy with a few boxes. We filled up a Rubbermaid huge t- tub one time with empty packs. That's awesome. We all got hammered. We have we bring snacks and chips and beer, whatever. Right? Clayton will bring some. F you, Clayton. F., by the way, we'll bring like some special christmassy type drinks and stuff. This year we had Christmas EDH and M. Yes. I went. You went to some movie or something? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I went to Star Wars. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. I'm I'm gonna say it again. I haven't seen not one Star Wars. This one, by the sounds of it, doesn't make me think that I should see
0: any of them. Um, if this was your first one, you probably wouldn't go back and watch them. I wasn't a big fan, but I'm not the t- I. I could tell sitting there that I wasn't the core audience of the movie was aimed at.
1: That, well, that knowing is the first step.
0: Yep. So I appreciated it for what it was, but it just it wasn't for me. That's was fine. It,
1: was it spectacular to watch? Like, were the
0: visuals stunning? Eh. Oh. Honestly, they were pretty meh. Nothing I, I haven't seen before.
1: Well, I've never seen it before. If I went <laughs>
0: and watched it, would I be stunned? There were some cool set pieces, I think, that you would probably be like, ooh. But ooh. then they reused those set pieces a few times, and then you kind of do less ooh, and then by the end of it, it's like, okay, guys, let's. You just showed that shot again? No, let's it's just like, get in there. You're Disney. You have more money than anything else ever on earth. Just <laughs> get to it, boys. Just get it done. So,
1: speaking of Disney, could we adapt today's deck and story into a Disney movie? Absolutely, we could. All right, let's let's hear the title of it and let's hear the commandee.
0: All right, the title of the story is Grumgully Saves Christmas." And that would lead us to believe that the commander
1: of the deck is? Grumgully the Generous. The Generous. I always forget that he's he's
0: generous. He's giving away mushrooms. He's saying, here,
1: kids, come have some of these mushrooms.
0: Last time a guy with blue skin and a red beard gave us mushrooms, we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Last time guys with blue skin and a red beard gave us mushrooms, his name was Ginger Joe.
1: <laughs> guy's so white, he's blue. Oh, man. Oh, hey, wait. Wait a second. Wait, no. Read Grumgully, then we'll talk about everything else.
0: Okay. Grumgully the Generous is a 3-3 Goblin Shaman for red, green, one. Each other non-human creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. So non-human tribal. Yes. Ish. Persist tribal. Maybe. We could, but we're not. We might. Yeah, I don't know. We would never do that, Ryan.
1: I just thought of something, actually. Good. Speaking of Ginger Joe, we're, we're moving on to the everything else category. Absolutely, F Grumgully for right now. Ginger Joe recently got invited to, I believe, he told me it was South Dakota.
0: Huh. And this guy's from California, so it was a little bit of a trek. He mentioned that he was going to South Dakota when we were chatting on Discord one day.
1: I imagine that he didn't walk, but he got there, and he brought along some Commander Cookout playmat and yeah.
0: those, those scum
1: scrubs over at cmdr central
0: those people are such trash
1: i know anyways so he gave away these play mats to these kids at this gaming club that he got invited to by sully the nerd at sully the nerd on twitter i'll link it in the show notes cool so if you are interested in how this fine person is managing or advising a youth play group in his local area and you want to start something similar he'd probably be a good guy to talk to and Joe gave away these playmats so today's christmas giveaway we're giving Joe a new playmat oh so the- we're going to we're going to send it to him he had a signed one so i guess we can sign a- another <laughs> one send it to him and uh, big big props to Joe for for doing things for the greater good out in the community.
0: Yeah, the man is a is a pillar of any community that he finds himself in. So I think he, he's a really good guy to have joined us and the nation. I think we're all lucky to have him around. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good guy. And he
1: is at Ginger Joe on Twitter. But the O in Joe is a zero. Again,
0: because he's a zero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah.
1: So, uh, of course, we'll link to him in the show notes as well. So big shout out to Joe. He's the Playmat winner.
0: I would play the air horn, but not today.
1: Yeah, just, I told him if he plays the air horn again, I'm going to
0: lop off one of his toes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the air horn. Be worth it.
1: So that's it. Last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the the deck proper or the story. This isn't officially part of the arc of the others, but do remember we do have a $25 gift credit certificate Yeah, from face2facegames.com. You can get... In on that by going to face 2 facegamescom and commenting on any of our content there, podcast articles, sharing anything on Twitter or Facebook, and tagging both Commander Cookout and face to face in it, letting them know that we are a solid pickup for, for them. And of course, we do have a Tulane deck giveaway, and those are about once per week promoted on the Twitter channels and the Facebook. So if you want to like, share, Subscribe, tag a friend there. That'll get you entered in, or whatever the whatever the
0: the weekly ask is. Now yeah, post a uh, mini review of the Grum Gully Saves Christmas story. Oh, I like that. And uh, we'll get you entered to win as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll so. make I'll make a post. I'll say, hey, what did you guys think of the Grum Gully story? And then hopefully people will read it and think it's fun. Okay, all of that said, season's beatings time. <laughs> yes, sir. Merry fistmas, as it were. Harry squishmit. Don't Google that. Don't Google that. Do not One. Google that.
1: Maybe not Mary Fistmas either. I don't know. I feel like the Fist and the Internet just—I don't
0: know. Yeah, the Internet. The Internet's a dark place sometimes, but not here at CCO Podcast. We we believe in the best in everybody, especially this time of year.
1: Especially Grumgully.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's hear it. So do we want to hear the rundown of the story first, or do we want to just like kind of go through it as we go through the deck? How about this? How about in true
1: CCO fashion, we start with the Creech, and I think on the page that we're looking at all the cards on, you've got them ordered in the order that Grumgully meets them in the story in. That's what you said on the pre-show. That is what I did. So we can go through the Creech and tell the story at the same time?
0: We can try. I think we can do it. Okay. We're we're, we're very classy guys. So, so Grumgully. Grumgully is a goblin who grew up in a goblin warren that is just like any other goblin war. And they used to go out and they used to raid things and they used to get into a big fight. But the party god Dunn descended upon the land. And he said, hey, guys, like this is just getting ridiculous. It's getting out of hand. You he- should have put Xenagos in the deck. I did. Oh. You're fighting too much, <laughs> is what he said. And so all the goblins and all the dwarves and the people and everybody, they're like, they're having a good time. They're living their lives. Nobody's getting murdered in war, but they're bored. So is like, you know... I want to give back. I want. I want to be like Ginger Joe. I want to make the world a better place by being generous with everybody around me. And it just so happened that his uncle dies, and he inherited the old munitions factory that the goblins used to make all their weapons. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, I can, I can totally turn this into like a toy factory, and I can make fun stuff. So he goes to the factory and he takes his anti wart with him. First creature,
1: wart the raid mother, wart three, the three raid mother. for six. When she enters the battlefield, she comes along with two green and red goblin creature tokes, and each green and instant and sorcery you have has conspire, which means you can tap two creatures to copy it. Right. Okay. We'll so get into some of those spells in
0: a bit. Grumgully brings Wart the Raid Mother to the munitions factory. Yeah. And now Wart is old school. She's old school goblin. She thinks that goblins should only rage and pillage and do all sorts of bad stuff to people, right? That's her. That's her gimmick. So Grumgully brings her along because she has the keys, and they go in, and she's like, this is the worst idea. This is terrible. You don't even know how to work the factory. And Grumgully's like, well, damn it, she's right.
1: That's why, but, but that's why I brought you, right, or yeah. something?
0: No, I just, you know what, she's right. Okay. She didn't want he he doesn't he- want help from Ward. She just got the keys. So he's like, well, first thing you need at a factory is factory employees. You need people to work the machines in the factory, and all the goblins used to work there, so he goes to the boss... ...of his local warren, Kranko, and his wife, Pashalik Mons.
1: I think Pashalik Mons is a boy.
0: Don't gender her. Not today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Kranko, 3-3 three, three for 4. Tap him, you get X red goblins, where X is the number of goblins. So tap him, double your goblins. Pashalik, whenever Pashalik Mons or another goblin, you control dies. Pashalik deals 1 damage to any target. You can pay 4, sack a goblin, create 2 goblins.
0: We're also playing Krenko, Tin Street, Kingpin for reasons. For goblin reasons. Yeah, he's also Cranko. He's also good. Does basically the same thing.
1: Yeah, when he attacks, he gets a plus one. Then he gives
0: you a goblin for each plus one he has. His power. His power. That's so, right. Oh, yeah. He's just good. So he goes and he talks to Krenko and Pashlik Mons and he says, hey, like, I need somebody to work in my factory. I want to get it going. I want to make some toys. And they're like, well, we can't be raiding and killing anymore. So sure. Like, let's all, we'll all go, we'll all show up, we'll all help you out. These are some progressive goblins. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Let's, let's do this. I mean, boredom gets people doing all kinds of stuff that, that maybe they wouldn't normally do. Oh, yeah. See? The internet. Exactly. So they come along and they bring the goblins with them to work in the factory. So here are the goblins that we have working in the factory. We have a goblin matron.
1: She searches for a goblin, puts them into your hand.
0: We have a Goblin Instigator and a Mog War Marshal. Those are both 1-1s for 2 that
1: bring another Goblin into play when they enter the battlefield. We have a Goblin Chieftain. Other Goblins get plus 1 and Haste. Goblin Recruiter. That would be just like Goblin Matron, except you could search for any number of Goblins. That is like that is your HR department.
0: Yes. That's what that is. <laughs> that, that's what Ryan used to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had a whole team of people that worked for me and hired hundreds of people per week. Just so I could fire them all. <laughs> <laughs> then we got a goblin ringleader. That looks at the top four of your library. All goblins go into your hand, right? That's correct. And of course, haste.
0: Yes, because he's a goblin. Yes. Yes. We have a goblin war chief. Other goblins cost one less, and other goblins have haste. Oh, all goblins. Yes. Uh, we have a skirk prospector. Sack a
1: goblin. Get pl- uh, get red mana, and that's just red. Yep. Yeah. And that's actually good with Pashalik Mons because you can sacrifice... You said on the pre-show you had lots of ways to go infinite. I do. I'm willing to bet that that Goblin... What's the what's the one we just talked about with Haste? Goblin War- Warchief, Skirk Prospector, and Pashalik Mons, probably? Ooh, and there's also a Siege Gang Commander. There's
0: also a Siege Gang Commander. He's
1: probably like the factory floor boss that's like... He's making sure people are working faster and not bullshitting at the water cooler.
0: You get, make sure the toys
1: are getting invented yep. and built. Yes, so he's a 2-2 two, two for 5. When he enters a battlefield, you get 3 one, one So it's 5 power for 5. You could also pay 2, sacrifice a goblin. Siege Gang deals 2 damage target creature or player. So it's kind of like Passion,
0: like Mons except better. This is That's how you do it. These are very good. Guaranteed. Now, now we have to keep in mind also, especially when we talk about Siege Gang Commander, he's 5 power worth of dudes across 4 bodies for 5 mana. Oh, that seems good. It's pretty good. With uh, Grumgully the Generous, oh, it, they're all way
1: bigger because they all enter the battlefield and get a plus one it, counter. It's
0: nine power of guys across four bodies for five mana. Ooh. So we're already way above the curve. That's awesome. Sweet. And how much does Grumgully cost to cast?
1: Three. Three? Three. So you could go Grumgully, Pashalek, Siege Gang? All on curve. All on curve, baby. This is why goblins are good, but also it's why goblins kind of fizzle out at the top end. If we get a little bit EDH techie there, the next character in our story might
0: actually help us solve that. Might help you get there. So all the goblins come and they all show up for work and they're all really excited to get going. Little goblin hard hats and stuff. But what we forget is that goblins aren't the most... Shall we say innovative when it comes to building things that are fun or soft? So we or s- not sharp. So we see them. They make like a club, okay, or a sharp stick, or a club with a sharp stick hammered into it. Yep. Right. So and those aren't necessarily things that you want to be given kids at Christmas time.
1: That's some Nightmare Before Christmas shit right there. Yeah.
0: So is like, I don't know, I don't know. So he goes to Kranko and Pashlik and he says, Hey, I don't. I think we need something like. What are we going to do here?
1: Your HR department sounds like Ryan's HR department, man. He's hiring people that just want to hit stuff with clubs. <laughs> That's real life, people. Quick aside. This Ooh. is my Christmas story. I actually had at a job that I was at one time two dudes, one of which was drunk because, you know, construction workers. Yeah. Um, it's it's a stereotype, but it's like stereotypes exist for a reason. One guy bumped each like shoulder bumped a guy down off the steps up to the lunchroom and he like fell down the stairs. Oh no! And he picked up a big two by six like a big board and swung it at the other guy and cranked him and they started a big fight. So it literally was like <laughs> goblins or like on the orcs like on Lord of the Rings when when Sam and Frodo like push him and they all get into a fight or whatever and they all yeah.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah, that crowd mentality, especially when you mix in some alcohol. Make sure to be safe out there at Christmas time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Very
0: true. Anyways. Yikes. So Grumgully goes to Krenko and Pashlick and says, hey, I need more like fun toys. And Krenko and Pashlik like, well, goblins don't make fun toys. They just make goblin toys. Yeah. If you want fun toys, you got to go talk to maybe the dwarves. Because they're really good at building stuff and inventing stuff, and they can probably come up with some some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, like um, kind of like Santa's dwarves. I know that they're elves, but they, the elves and dwarves, they kind of scissor each other sometimes.
0: They fulfill the same purpose in the stories. Sure. So Grumgully heads out from the Warren, and he heads to the dwarf mine town area. Sure. And he sees a wondrous world of flying machines and all sorts of really cool stuff that dwarves have built. Yeah, I, like uh, kind of like a Kaladesh, except maybe underground. Yes. Okay. And because it is a story that is meant to have some conflict but not too much, he just gets an audience with Torbrand. No fetch quests, no bullshit. He's like, "Hey, can I talk to the king?" Totally can, weird goblin dude. <laughs> totally can. He just gave him some mushrooms. There um, you That's go. what happened. So, say
1: Torbrand is a two four for red red one. If a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus
0: two. So good.
1: So our siege gang, instead of doing two now, is doing
0: four. Yes. Not terrible. And the nine power worth of dudes if they're all attacking does like a thousand. Yeah, it's like seventeen, I think. Yeah. Just that would Torbrand is great. So Grumgully talks to Torbrand and he tells him what he's up to. He wants to do something for the, for people and kids and families around the world that is going to just make them happy. But his goblins just really suck at making toys, so he needs <laughs> he needs help. So Torbrand's like, you know what? Yeah, like we built all kinds of stuff here, so I'm going to send seven of my best artisans back with you, and they'll work in the factory, and they'll build all the stuff, they'll upkeep all your equipment, it's going to be great.
1: Sort of like a team of advisors.
0: Exactly like a okay. team of advisors.
1: Yeah, okay, so we've got seven dwarf advisors. Yes. They. I wish they were advisors, because I would totally play them in Persistent Practitioners. <laughs> <laughs> seven dwarves is a 2-2 for red one. You can play up to seven of them in your deck. And we are. Which is cool. And it gets plus one, plus one for each other creature named seven dwarves that you control just mm. as an aside we were talking about this before yeah. the show i think that this might go in red blue or teamer legacy deck where this instead of something like delver hear me out i know it costs two i know it doesn't fly but as soon as you have two of them it's tussles with delver as soon as you have three of them it's on point with the tarmogoyfs the gurmag anglers the hooting mandrels of the format and if you pair it with the Brainstorms, Ponders, Preordains to find two or three, or heaven forbid you find four of these, this is a real card. Like two twos for three, two twos for four. Or sorry, two twos for two. eh, Three threes for two. Four fours for two. Heaven forbid, five fives for two. This could be a real card. It's a cool, I like it. Listen, if Tarmogoyf is a real card and you could have... Two Tarmogoyfs on the battlefield at one time in Legacy. If anybody's playing four alongside your Brainstorms, Ponderous, Preordains,
0: this is worth a look. Just throwing it out there. And you're seven of them, so the odds of you hitting one is pretty good. That's the other thing. You like can play seven of them. It's it's cool. Sure. So all the dwarves and Grumgully go back to the factory, and they've found that the the goblins have upped their game. You know, they've taken the sharp stick. And they've, like, taped it to another sharp stick to make, like, a throwing star.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say they didn't want to lose their job, so they started taking it more seriously. Oh, no.
0: No, no. They've just made... They don't don't give a shit about that. They've just made more bad decisions. And Grumgully (laughs) is really happy that Toy Brown and the dwarves have come.
1: More dangerous toys.
0: Yes. Okay. So the dwarves all get to work, and after a couple of weeks, everything's going good, and they've got, like, action figures and train sets and all this stuff. But Grumgully's like, you know what? I think people are going to want more. Because people always want more, but you know, we can give it to them. It's not that hard. Yeah, capitalism is a hell of a drug. We can make toys that play with themselves, that move around. I could create video games. And Grumgully has no idea what a video game is, but he thinks it would be sweet as hell. He's not wrong. He's like, well, how am I going to do that? And, of course, Auntie Wart's like, this is the worst idea. This is terrible. I can't believe this is even going on right now. <laughs> God, so... Grumgolly goes to Torbrand and Krenko and Pashlick Bonds and he says, Hey, like, I want these toys to be like the best toys.
1: He's gotta like he's gotta answer to like his labor provider now, Torbrand. He's like the union. <laughs> you thought that it was gonna be Kranko, he's the union boss. No, but it's actually Torbrand he's gotta be accountable to. It's like wizards being accountable to Hasbro.
0: <laughs> Fucking Torbrand. I hate him. There's a corporate structure all, all <laughs> yeah. through the whole thing. So they look at him and they say, Well, that sounds like magic. And if you're gonna start making magical toys, we're gonna need these machines to be super magical. And if we're gonna do that, you gotta go see the great king and queen of the elements, so that you can get the magic in here, so we can infuse them into the toys. We can totally do it, but we're gonna need some some forms filled out, some some teas crossed, yeah, some
1: permits and stuff. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, Cranko, after having walked walked to the dwarven village, was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a long walk." So Torbrand's like, "Nah, nah, bro." Helicopter. So now now Gromgully has a helicopter, and that's just effing sweet.
1: (laughs) I don't know why that fits, but sure. It's very important,
0: because walking around in fantasy worlds take a long time, and there's lots of dragons to fight and bramble crushes to deal with and stuff. No. Gromgully has a fucking helicopter, so he just flies over to where the uh, Element King lives. And the Elemental King, of course, as we all know, this is a deck that I built. 100%, everybody knows who this is going to be. It's Omnath, Locus of Rage. A
1: 5-5 five, five elemental, green-green, red-red 3, landfall, you get a 5-5 five, five elemental. When an elemental dies, it deals 3 damage to creature or player.
0: Now with Gromgully, he's a 6-6, six, six, and, and so are tokens.
1: Yes, and with
0: Torbrand, he deals 5 damage. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Ooh. And he's hanging out there with his partner, Azusa, lost but seeking. 1-2, human monk for 3, you can play 2 extra lands, Sure. So these are the people that control, like, the flow of magic in the world that we are inhabiting right now.
1: They are like the the CEOs of Duracell.
0: Sure. Like, we, we've talked about, I think that actually, on Zendikar, Omnath kind of does that, doesn't he? Like, he's like a... I have no idea. He's like a, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Fucking Omnath is like Elon Musk from... Uh, <laughs> like SpaceX? And Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elon Musk, that's who he is. So these two are, are are kind of in charge of getting the magical conduits and stuff, like, installed around the world, and Grumgully tells them what he's up to, and Omnath is less impressed with Christmas and doing all this fun stuff as he is with trying to turn his body into abs so that he can impress Azusa. You need he, some of them six-minute
1: like six minute abs that Josh Lee Kwai was talking about a couple weeks ago. We
0: need some more plus-one, plus-one counters so we can look more jacked. Oh, I like that too. Right? So Azusa is like, you know, I think this is a good idea. So she talks to Omnath, and I'm Omnath like, fine, fine, we'll do it. So they all hop on the helicopter, and they fly to the factory, and they land down there, and they're like, okay, I'm going to put a ley line of magical power underneath this, this factory, so that you can make all your toys, and they can all be magical, and they can all be great. So they have the King of the Dwarves, two legendary hero goblin warriors, little Grumgully giving away mushrooms to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, keeping everybody happy. And the two people actually in charge of the force that gives life to the world. And Auntie Wart's like, this is the worst idea. I can't (laughs) believe you're still trying this. This sucks. So Omnath kills her and turns her into a bag of holding so they can put the toys in it Ooh. So that Grumgully can fly them out to all the kids. Okay. Because we've had enough of her shit. Are we playing bag of holding? No. Oh. No, I have things that are good in this deck, Ryan. Oh, I, have I was lot... going to say, feels like a missed opportunity there. <laughs> I have lots of toys that the dwarves have built. That is not one of them. Sure. We could make a case for adding it, though. So, we have a factory full of magical toys... Everybody's happy. Everybody's being paid very well. Grumgully has a sack that he can carry things in, a rocket powered helicopter he can get around the world to deliver kid- children's toys and joy and make a happy holiday come wintertime. The end. What about the rest of the deck? Well, there's the rest of the deck, but they're all things that happen and we can kinda there's some utility stuff, and then as we get to the rest of the sections in the deck, we can talk about the other cards. I, I've got I've got a couple Your
1: story has some plot holes. No. And we'll fill them in as we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> okay, so we'll bang out. There's, there's six more creatures in the list. They're all there for utility. First one's Avenger of Zendikar.
1: Avenger of Zendikar is a 5-5 five, five for 7. Enters the battlefield, you get zero-one one green plants equal to the number of land you have on the battlefield. Landfall, all your plants get plus 1, plus 1. Ooh. Seems good. Seems like he's probably Omnath's like second-in-command at the old Tesla factory. Probably, yeah. He comes yeah. along
0: with his own, like, legion of workers to make sure Yeah, he's on good. the board of directors and shit, right? There we go. Yeah,
1: okay. We've got a Champion of Lambhold. Champion of Lambhold. This is a recent Brando Include in probably a couple decks. Yeah, I just recently learned about this card, so dang. 1-1 one, one for green-green 1. Creatures with power less than Champion of Lambhold's power can't block creatures you control. Okay. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Champion gets plus one, plus one. Ooh. So... Grumgully makes it a 2-2. Avenger of Zendikar makes it like an 8-8 or a 9-9. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you just swing, and all your guys are unblockable. Yeah, Krenko makes her huge. Uh, Omnath could make her real big. Pashalik
1: makes her huge. They... Um, Siege Gang makes her huge. She is maybe security at the the front of the factory to make sure that people aren't allowed in or people aren't swiping out early.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like that's, that. that's important. Then we have the Champion of Lamhold's twin sister. The Eternal Witness. Yeah, Tyrese Nielsen special. Love that guy. Yeah, those Browns, hey?
1: They're (laughs) making a playoff run. they got to win out, though. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) 2-1 for three. Enters the battlefield. Return a creature from your graveyard to your... Or return a card from your graveyard to your hand. This would be the person at the factory that everybody hates that's doing, like, the lean initiative, where they're trying to use less paper, less electricity... Go digital for as much as they can, no filing cabinets, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, try to make sure that the stapler is the most accessible for all the people on the floor. So it's got to be inside this circle of tape that they put on top of the filing cabinet. Uh.
1: Yeah, and, and the stapler's on a chain so people don't steal it. Aye, aye, aye. It's real. We got an evolution sage. Landfall proliferate. Whoa. I think this is payroll. Definitely. Yeah, because the the proliferate thing. I think the next one is also on the pit roll team because there is usually not enough of those administrative positions. So we're giving them a a, a bone here.
0: It's, It's the incubation druid.
1: So this is a zero, two for two. Tap to add a mana of any type to your mana pool that a land you couldn't control would produce. Yep. And if it's got a plus one on it, you add three mana.
0: So it comes into play with Gromgali, it just gets a counter, and then Evolution Sage can just proliferate that and all your creatures up to the moon.
1: Yeah, if you don't have any of those, you can adapt three it for five, so it gets three plus one plus one counters on it for five extra mana, but we probably don't need to do that. Probably not.
0: Uh, we also have a Woodfall Primus.
1: I think this is in here just to flex, because this goes infinite with Grumgully. Yes, it does. <laughs> this is Persist, and Persist is when it dies, if it didn't have a minus one, minus one counter on it, you bring it back from your graveyard. 6-6 six, six, Trampler when it enters a battlefield destroy non-creature permanent. Whoa. So when it enters when it dies the first time it'll immediately come back with a -1 counter on it due to persist, but Grumgully will then put a +1 counter on it. So those cancel out, it'll have zero counters on it as a result. If it dies again, it'll come back because persist doesn't see a -1 counter on it. Correct. So this is just infinite in and out of the battlefield if you have like a sack outlet. And it will destroy all the non-creature permanents.
0: It's pretty good. He's, the, uh, he's that guy that you hire when somebody opens up a factory across the street and you want them to go out of business.
1: Yeah, this is, this is who
0: Cranko actually hires. <laughs> <laughs> That's our creature suite. Sweet, sweet, I think. Festive suite. Ooh, I like that. Got there. All right, we got
1: some instants. You got to have a Christmas sound for that. You got you, you can you can find you can insert your festiveness to whichever oh, yeah. hole yeah. is
0: open. <laughs> don't Google don't, that. Don't Google that at all. We got four instants, they're all pretty standard. We have a beast within. That kills something, you get a three three beast, You're, or they get a three three beast. You take away their
1: thing but you leave them a gift. Or you kill your own thing and you can get a four four. That too. Sure. Who knew? We have a K grip. Cross and grip just lets you kill Artifact or Enchantment full stop. Noxious Revival. Noxious Revival is Phyrexian Green, instant, card from your graveyard on top of its owner's library. This is another part of that lean initiative. It's an instant. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's it free. Got that card.
0: And we've got a worldly tutor. Searches for a creature, puts it onto your library, top. Stocks us some sorceries. Sorceries. Now we talked about Christmas. Christmas is the theme of the deck. We actually have two cards that represent Christmas morning. Uh, one of them, actually, and one of them in a more Brando way. Okay. The first one is Plain wide Celebration.
1: Oh, yeah. This is good. This is Grumgully going out on Christmas Eve and delivering all the presents. He comes back to the factory, puts his feet up, has a crown royal, and all the kids can open their presents on Christmas morning. That's right. So, green, green, five. Choose four, oh. but you can choose the same one more than once. So, here are your four options. Create a 2-2 citizen. It's all colors. Who cares? Return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand. Ooh, okay. Proliferate. Ooh. Okay. Gain four
0: life. Nah. Yeah, Who cares? Ah. I wish that that card saw more play. <laughs> That's a fun. I like that yeah. card lots. That's a really cool one. Uh, you know why it's there? It makes dudes. It does everything you want to do.
1: Yeah. It makes you could ch- make four two twos that are actually four three threes. You could proliferate like your entire team that already has counters on them from grimgully that's a good
0: inclusion. It's a good one. Yeah. And then we have the more Brando Christmas Day, because every time you cast this card, it feels like Christmas morning. Genesis wave.
1: You mean generous wave. Ooh, got there. Got there. Green, green, green X. Reveal the top X of your library. You get all permanents that have a mana cost of X or less. Yep. Includes lands. Super good. Yeah. So X equals, I think the last time you cast it, X equals seven, and you got like five things.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's fine. It was not too bad. Yeah. All right, we have a Hiring Blitz in Hordling Outburst.
1: Yeah, I like that. They they put out an ad on Indeed or something, right? Workopolis? Yep. Yeah. Sure. Red, red, one sorcery. Get three 1-1 one, one goblins. So it's one mana
0: per one goblin. That is the best rate that you can get. And if you have Gromgully, they're going to be two twos. Not terrible. That's pretty good. All right, again, we're playing a red deck. We're playing a green deck. We're playing a Grawl deck that Brando built. Of course, we're playing Decimate. Decimate. This is undue
1: justice to the bullies or people who deserve coal. This is green, red to destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. Yeah. Get them
0: all. Now, here's my gift to all of you. A card that I don't think sees enough play for how freaking cool it is. Mog Infestation.
1: Look at that novel of text too. You're going to make me do that? Okay, this is a sorcery for Red Red 3. Destroy all Creech target player controls. For each creature put into any graveyard this way, put two goblin tokens into play. Under that player's control, they're one ones. Yes. So that
0: is double all of your creatures if you kill all your creatures? It is that as well. It's also Elish Norn is hard to beat. So let's just turn her into two goblins. Yep. That's, wow, your army is big and it flies. Now it doesn't. Now
1: it doesn't, and it's just little <laughs> shitty goblins. Yep. I like both ways that we've played that. I have toyed with that idea along with Descent of the Dragons, which is the same card except for six. Destroy all creatures, target player controls. They get four four dragons Uh, in Zata, actually, because like, you could have an army of tokens, and if they all have haste, Or if the dragons you make all have haste for six mana, you just kill somebody. Or this doubles all your goblins. That's a cool card. It's a really cool card. Don't see it very much. We have uh, Nostalgic Dreams. Green, green, additional cost. Discard X cards. Return X cards from your graveyard to your hand.
0: Nostalgic Dreams is all Christmas all the time because everybody's all nostalgic at Christmas time, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a thing. You, know, yeah. you smell the, the smells and you see the tree and you see the specials on TV. And the families yeah. and the bakings and the drinks, yeah. It's the whole thing. Uh, we also have a Rishkar's expertise. This
1: is another Christmassy card. This actually looks like a Christmas tree. Maybe one that got thrown out or fell out of the back of somebody's truck on the way to the dump. It's got <laughs> no needles left on it, but it is a Christmas tree nonetheless. Green, green, four. Draw cards equal to your biggest Creech. Play a five drop for
0: free. Open some presents and then play with one immediately. A big one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And last sorcery, we have a Sky Shroud Claim.
1: This is like your present to you. You can go and get your taiga and your stomping ground or just your forest and your forest. Yeah.
0: Okay. Untapped,
1: of course. You're going out to find the tree.
0: Bring it home. Oh, yeah.
1: I like that. You can find two trees. You can be like Rebecca and make me decorate two trees, one upstairs, one downstairs. That's your Sky (laughs) Shrug claim. Both are untapped, so my kid can knock them over,
0: or if you have a cat, your cat can climb them and also knock them over. All right, we're going to start with some enchantments. We're going to start with the two that everybody knows I'm playing, because of course I am. I'm playing Doubling Season because there's tokens, both creature and plus one, plus one in the deck. Obviously, I'm going to play that and because i'm always playing this in every deck i play i play a goblin bombardment.
1: Yeah, sacrifice creature deal 1 damage. Of course you're also playing beastmaster ascension cuz you can drop it for 3 attack with seven creature.
0: Yep. And all your guys get plus 5 plus 5. You can also proliferate those counters up if you don't have seven dudes to attack with right away. Those are just good includes for winning actual games of magic cuz this is at the end of the day a magic deck. Yeah. And you got to win games. You know what this is the kind of thing
1: that you might build and tell your friends the story. And like lend it out for the night, for the Christmas night, you know what I mean? And somebody else will build their deck and lend it to you, and you guys all have this festive holiday story-driven game. Ooh, that would be fun. That would actually be fun. That and would be ag- really And cool. again, we talked about it on the on the pre-show a little bit, where it this deck and story kind of reminds me of the horde quest stories you wrote, and we went out and fought hordes with our commanders as our our. Player characters. Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. And we don't do this very often, so when we do, I think it feels special. Cool.
0: Uh next one up, we have looking for that Christmas tree in exploration. Yeah, gotta explore, which means you play an additional land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. It's an enchantment for one green. Uh we have uh Grumgully's hometown in the Goblin Warrens. Yeah, actually, Ginger Joe sent me one of these.
1: It was the last one of the last cards I needed for Fallen Empire set. Enchantment for red two. You could pay red two sack two goblins and then you put three goblins into play. Yeah. Wow. Three mana for three goblins, but you got a sack two, so you always net one. Yeah. I think that's fine, isn't it? It's pretty good. After you,
0: after you do it, you have to do it a few times though. Like it costs six before you have goblins. It's not the most efficient way of doing things, but I like this card lots. Um, as a utility card, if somebody's attacking you or blocking with things with lifelink. You can swing into them and then use your Goblin Warrens to sack the things that are going to give your opponent life and put some blockers back up for when they swing yeah, back I, at you. I like I like blocking and
1: then sacrificing so you don't take damage and then you get three additional blockers for the next player. It's, it's a pretty cool card. And how about that art though? Yeah. <laughs> Pull over, stop driving, stop whatever you're doing, Goblin Warrens. Look it up.
0: There's like a lady, and there's like another. There's a goblin eating another goblin. There's a bunch of little goblin kids running around. They're hanging from the rafters. It's, there is a lot going on in that art. <laughs> there's I'll tell a you lot much. In there. Uh, next up, we have a growing rites of Itlimok that finds us a creche, and
1: of course, flips over to budget poor man or every man guy's cradle.
0: Yes, obviously, that's why it's. We all know why that's in here. Yeah, uh, we have a rites of flourishing.
1: Each player draws an extra card, plays an extra land. So this lets everybody get an extra Christmas present per turn, and everybody can go out and get a Christmas and/or Festivus tree, whichever kind they prefer. Dig that! Yeah, we have a Zendikar's Royal. Zendikar's Royal, five mana. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, you get a two-two green Elemental. So that's like Omnath's Entourage, I guess. Yeah.
0: It's like what he's moving into the factory to like.
1: Yeah, maybe Poly. those are his stockholders. You know, they just got a little bit of a bump in their dividend at the end of the year because he got the the, the Grumgolly contract
0: or whatever. There we go. Yeah, and then lastly, I just really wanted to play this card. I don't even know if it works in the deck, but I'm playing Wild Pear. Yeah, you, sometimes you gotta you gotta
1: strategically decide what mana dorks or, or utility creatures you play when you play wild pair because it's a 6 drop enchantment. When a creature enters a battlefield, if you cast it from your hand you may search your library for a creature with the same total power and toughness. So if you play a 2-2, two, two, you get a 2-2 two, two, or a 1-3 because their total power and toughness added together is the same. A zero four, for example. You can play a vine trellis from Mercadian Masks <laughs> when you play your
0: First seven dwarfs, or you could get another seven dwarves with your seven dwarf. Uh, no, because they get plus one. Well, no, you get the first one. You oh, you the get first the first one the and teams. the second one. That's so you, right. You're automatically above curve because they're three threes. That's excellent. Yeah. There then you
1: when you get your three three, then you can search for your Crankle.
0: Yeah. Or your Siege Gang. Or when you play your Hasty Lord Goblin, you can get a Siege Gang Commander. Yeah. The, okay. This deck, this that that card works. Yeah. Wild Pair is a cool card. I don't think it gets, it, it gets played lots. Lots of people know about it, but. It doesn't get the love that it deserves all the time.
1: Yeah. Do some clumping, and let's let's save that sack outlet there for last.
0: All right. We're going to do Sol Ring, Gilded Lotus, Ruby Medallion, Emerald Medallion, and the Great Henge. Those are our mana rocks.
1: Yeah. And, of course, the Great Henge also, and also, and also, and also, it and does, also.
0: It does everything. Yeah. So, but everybody knows what that does at this point. We have Grumgully's super awesome helicopter. Oh, there it is. In Smuggler's Copter.
1: There it is. Yep. Grumgully. And he can crew that, too. Sure can. So he cruised it by tapping, crew one, and it is a 3 3 flyer, creature, equipment, vehicle, whatever the fuck it is. When it attacks or blocks, draw a card, then discard a card. Neat. Yeah, banned in like every format that it
0: was ever legal in. Yeah, except Commandy. <laughs> except except, except Commandy because Grumgully chicken. needs a helicopter. <laughs> we ain't chicken. We've got a birthing Bows. Yeah, Modern
1: Horizons special. I knew that this was going to see play in a Brando deck eventually. This is a three-drop
0: artifact you pay for. You create a 2-2 colorless shapeshifter with all creature types. So you get more factory workers. They're goblins. They're dwarves. They're elementals. They're all working together. Yeah, so they
1: trigger most things. They would trigger your Paschalik. They would trigger off your your Cranko, your Omnath.
0: That's cool. That's good to include. Now here's the, here's the dirt sandwich card Ooh. of the world, of the earth. Let's say you're going to Goblin Warrens, You're not Goblin Warrens, you're going to Mog Infestation yourself to double your team. Yep. Wouldn't it be cool if your team didn't die? Yes. Because if you have a Cauldron of Souls, they don't.
1: Ooh, it's a five drop artifact. Tap it. Choose any number of target creatures. Any number of target creatures. Full stop. Yep. Yep. Each of those reach gains Persist you'll remember that if it dies with no plus or minus ones on it, it comes back with a minus one. Grumgully, you'll see it, remove that minus one with his plus one, and you can sack them again.
0: And they have persist until end of turn, so you can, at that point, infinitely sack something to something to get whatever Does it come you
1: back want. and continue to have persist? It should. It goes to the graveyard with persist, so the persist will trigger, but it comes back and it's a new object. Oh, is it? I'm reasonably sure. At us on Twitter if we are correct or incorrect. At CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, Cauldron of Souls. Regardless, probably if I'm going to Cauldron of Souls, my entire team with, what is it, Mog Infestation? Yeah. And those creatures include Elementals with Omnath, Pashalik Mons, and Goblins. I'm probably going to win that game.
0: Yeah, you probably don't really... That was the sound of Ryan's chair breaking, everyone.
1: Yeah, we break chairs like every week. <laughs> Great include, I think it's actually getting expensive, and foils are ridiculous because they're from Shadowmoor. It's outrageous.
0: It's a cool-ass card, though. Yeah, Highly recommend you pick them up.
1: Hard to reprint. I want to see it in Commander Legends in 2020. Wizards, make it happen. I think it could be there. I think so. All right, we got a Contagion Clasp. And a Contagion Engine. Enter the battlefield, you get a minus one on something, or in Contagion Engine's case, on everything, you can pay four to proliferate, or in Engine's case, proliferate, proliferate.
0: Make your team big. Make your other, make your opponent's team small.
1: Yes. Or just put minus ones on all of your stuff with plus ones, and they might persist. I don't know. You can do all kinds <laughs> of stuff. <with> <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> all right, we're going to Mimic Vat. Mimic Vat. When something dies, exile it. Put it on in the vat, essentially. You can pay three to put a token with haste into play, exile it, and a turn.
0: In my brain, that's going to be super fun with the seven dwarves and a doubling season.
1: Yeah. I, y- yes. Actually,
0: yeah. that's actually good. That's, that's really cool.
1: You know what? I like the Mimic Vat, the Contagion Engine, and the Clasp. Those feel very much like different factory machines. You're not including like Blasting Station, Grinding Station. You're not including any of those. No. Which you could go infinite in more ways than you already can <laughs> with, with Persist and Grumgully. But
0: these are good um, analogs. And the last artifact, I guess it's not the last one. There's, there's, There's two more. We have a Skull Clamp. Yep, that draws you cards. Because, of course, a Skull Clamp, and we have an Ashnod's Altar.
1: Because sacrificing your stuff to get mana to play more stuff probably just makes you go infinite. You sacrifice a goblin to your Skirk Prospector for red. You sacrifice another goblin to the Ashnod's Altar, so you have red, colorless, colorless. Which will give you additional goblins with Pashalik Mons, or to let you fling stuff with your Siege Gang commander. And I'm sure there's ways it, to. It get... goes
0: infinite with Goblin Warrens, I think. Ooh, does it? I think because so. you get three and you have to sacrifice two. Oh, and then you have one left. Dang, almost got there. Almost got there. But
1: if you have doubling season, yeah, if you have, du- well, if you have there doubling, there you go. If you have doubling, there you season, go. And the then Pashulik, and then Pashelik Mons will just deal damage every time s- one of them dies. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. All right. Sick. Got
0: there. So this this is like, that's a real that's real strategy it, right it, there. It, it's a real card. And the last card, we talked about the party god that came down and settled oh. everybody's shit down so that everybody's having a good time so that we want to do Christmas instead of making war, so we're playing Xenagos the Reveler. That's right. He's a planeswalker. P-dubs. Four mana, three loyalty,
1: plus one. You get a mana, a green or red mana, equal to the number of creatures you control. You zero them to put a green and red satyr creature token onto the battlefield. You could get two with doubling season, of course, and you can minus six to exile the top seven cards of your library, and you can get any number of creatures from among them onto the battlefield.
0: Creatures or lands. Ooh, that's fine. So if we could find a way of making the seven dwarves into goblins, then we could use the goblin recruiter to put them all on top, and then we could use Xenagos to put them all into play at the same time. Ooh. And then we'd need to play War Storm Surge. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's how we would win. And that's how we would do it. I'm sure there's some red or green card that makes all our creatures into the creature type that we want. There probably is yeah. one.
0: Uh, for la- That's the deck. Lands of Note. There's a Karn's Bastion for more proliferating. There's a Raging Ravine so that you can proliferate stuff. I'm playing all of the general red and green cards. I'm playing Snow-Covered Forests and Mountains. I was
1: just going to say, are you playing the snow covered because it's like the North Pole and you got there?
0: Because it's Christmas time. I'm also playing a Highland Weld or Velt because it's a Snowland as well. Yep. snow dual land and that's basically it it's a pretty standard mana base for a green red deck it's the same green red mana base I play in every roll deck I ever built
1: that's it and you've got an ancient tomb in there of course because it is like one of the best lands in the format if you count that mana rocks and land that produce more than one mana by tapping it. you've got seven which I think is a fine amount with a converted mana cost of 3.37 hell yeah I think that's fine you've got a bunch of repeatable ways to accrue card advantage that is things like decimate or the few things that double spells or or let you reuse stuff like the, the Grum Gully and what is it? Woodfall Primus interaction. Yeah. So you've got uh, you've got some you've got some also keep in mind we're oh, you wart the Great Wart the Raid Mother is essentially a card draw spell because it's gonna double all your spells as soon as you have like two things to tap when you cast an instant or sorcery.
0: You know what's better than playing Genesis Wave for 7? Playing Genesis Wave for 7 twice. Yes. Or Decimate twice. Or Sky Shroud Claim twice. Does does that work? Genesis Wave twice? Well it copies
1: the spell on the stack doesn't it? It, You reveal the top 7 and you resolve that one and then the ones that you don't hit on go to the bottom? They go to the graveyard. They go to the graveyard, and then you do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah so it would work. Yeah. I thought you just reveal the top seven twice. I was like, oh, <laughs> that does the same thing, dude. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. Okay, sweet. Do you want to move on to your favorite section for your own Christmas adventure? Do you mean card of the, of week? the week. week? I know who I want. Week. Week. We've mentioned it a couple times. I've never seen it out in the wild, and I think that it could be a legit card outside of Commandy.
0: Go ahead, Ross. Let's do it. I think Seven Dwarves. What do you think? Let's do it. I like Seven Dwarves. Seven Dwarves is a 2-2 two, two for red one. Seven Dwarves gets plus one, plus one for each other creature named Seven Dwarves you control, and a deck can have up to seven of them in it. There it is. You know what else I like this in? Is it deck? Oh, that'd be so there cool. Is. There
1: it is, because once you get three or four Seven Dwarves, your four and five mana clones that just become Seven Dwarves are like six sixes and seven sevens. So even a seven dwarves for four mana in clone is gonna be above curve. Wow. Very vanilla, but things like a Chroma's memorial and Eldrazi Monument and Vanquisher's Banner and shit, like you could do seven dwarves tribal. It was a very good Ooh. bone for the dwarf tribal wanters. Oh I like and that. And you could add instead of white and doing a, um, vehicles with Gopala or whatever you could do, is it clone dwarf deck?
0: Oh, I dig that. So if
1: you've got that, of course, hit us up on either the Discord Preferred Lists channel or the commandercooker.gmail.com email address.
0: Yes. Shoot us your list if you have that. And if you heard that and want to build it kind of like I do, if you go to your local game store, you're going to pay about 22 cents per seven dwarves. Woo! If you want to pimp them all the way out, it's only 80 cents. Nice. Foils. 80 cents. Way
1: better than them Shadowborn Apostles, I'll tell you that. Much. Yes.
0: Or your Relentless Rats. <laughs> yep.
1: What's the other one? They Persistent r- Partitioners. A
0: Rat Colony as well. Yeah, balls them. They suck. Yep. Why would anybody play that over Relentless Rats? Because you can skull clamp them. Yeah. I Trust guess. me, it's better. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It has its moments, I guess. Yeah. And they cost black one instead of black, black one. Yeah. yeah,
1: both have their place depending on what kind of build you want. Much yeah. like the uh, the the Boros vehicle dwarf or the is it clone dwarf, like I mentioned. I think is it clone dwarf is
0: just the shit.
1: Yeah, get at us. We're, we're serious. Send us a list. Somebody, yeah, somebody some, do
0: it. Somebody do it before we have to because we're gonna do it otherwise. <laughs>
1: So that's the deck. That's the card of the week. You had four tutors in the deck. I'd like to give you a spice rating. It's going to be low, but honorary spice because there's an entire story that goes along with the deck. I dig it. I would like to do... More of that, more of this kind of thing in 2020. So if you're into it at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando on Twitter, hit us up with a, a YouTube comment or a comment on any of our face to face stuff because that is going to get you entered in, of course, to the $25 giveaway.
0: The odds of you winning is very high.
1: Oh, yeah, 100% the odds are high. If you would like to get in on the Tulane Brawl Deck giveaway, we've got new ones restocked all over the country now. Also, F. Tulane. Just watch for the giveaway posts and you can just share the show, like, subscribe, tell a friend,
0: tag a friend, whatever it is that we're asking. Or a mini-review of the story that'll go along with this deck, which should be posted on Facebook or probably the website website when you uh, hear this episode.
1: Yeah, at the very least, links to wherever it's posted will be on all of our social media, so we can get that out there, and and if anybody wants to build it, they can tell their friends the story like we did, or, of course, just recommend them to listen to the episode.
0: Yeah, and then you can just savagely wreck them with the deck.
1: Oh, yeah, just stomp their dink right into the
0: dirt. Because I I assume that this deck would definitely do some dink stomping. Give them a season's beatings. Hell, yeah. A merry,
1: hairy, Fist Miss.
0: Yes, with a puby play mat wrapped around a lead pipe.
1: Shout out to FU Max Crandell. <laughs> 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 so that's it. That is everything. Give us our final thought of the day. This is actually the second last episode of 2019 because we've got, we've got our, our year in review preview coming out next week. What do you think about the year, the Christmas season, the... Grumgully adventure. Give it to us all in 40 seconds or less.
0: <laughs> it's a high order, man. Christmas time is always great. I like to do stuff like this that's just to be fun and to hopefully bring a smile to people's faces and make people laugh. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you build the deck. You check it out. You get a really uh, a good kick out of it. And if you read the story, please let me know what you think. If you want me to keep doing that kind of stuff or if I should just just not, just let me know either way. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, as far as everything else goes, I think that we've said everything that we need to say about the deck and maybe even about the year. I just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe holiday from everybody here in CCO Nation, from Ryan and myself. Thank you very much for being here. We wouldn't be here without you, and we really do appreciate that. I think that I speak for both of us when I say that that's probably the biggest gift you could ever give us is the opportunity to be here to entertain you. Very much so. That being said, we're going to kick it off. We're going to leave. We're going to go have some eggnog and some beer downstairs. I may or may not have had a warm breakfast beer already. There we go. And they're going to be back again for our year-end review preview on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ho 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 ho!
1: Merry Christmas, fuckers! Ho 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 ho!